Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you troubled by stale podcasts in the middle of the night? Do you love films that feature the busting of spooks, specters, or ghosts? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Ghostbusters Resurrection is an RPG audio drama combining tabletop gaming and cinematic paranormal elimination adventures. Call the professionals at nerdyshow.com slash ghostbusters. We are ready to believe you. Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Spandex makes me horny. Drag is the new spandex. Welcome everybody to Flame On. It is another episode of Drag is the New Spandex. My name is Pat and I am filling in as your host while Oral is taking a short sabbatical to deal with stuff. We'll just say stuff. (laughs) He's got a lot going on right now. But this is too uh, timely to not discuss for all of you, because we know you want to hear our opinion on RuPaul's Drag Race. Because nobody else out there gives an opinion ever, and you wait for us to be where you get your opinions from. Okay, maybe not. Anywho, with me today, I have got Brian. Hello. And Eric. Hello. Hi there. I can't believe... It's finally over. At long last, our <laughs> national nightmare is over. Oh, wait, no, that's still happening. It's Twen- not 2020 yet. 21 weeks of Drag Race. 21 weeks. Never again. Please. I'm telling World of Wonder, please, never again. It's killed us. I mean, it would have been worse if we had been doing the weekly recaps. Well, oh, I'm sorry. It's not even 21. It's 22. We had one week off. Yeah. So... 21 out of the last 22 weeks, we have had Drag Race between All-Stars 3 and Season 10. I, you know, they talk about how uh, there's superhero movie fatigue. I'm having a bit of Drag Race fatigue right now. Yes. Yes. 
I am just kind of ready for a nice break. And then to get bombarded with season 11 stuff coming up probably in the next four-ish months, I would I, say. I was going to say, they've already filmed it, right? So we're really looking at like fall, early winter. Uh, no, are I, they, I doubt it. Are they still in the middle of filming? No, that should be over by now. Okay. Filming is quick. Now, filming takes about a month from yeah. start to finish. And yeah. then the rest of that is all editing and other stuff. But. Yeah, but I mean, they go for probably about six or seven months after the uh the filming before it starts up so we'll have a little bit of time we won't hear much until towards the end of the year i mean they do have to consult with the um delos engineers who handcraft the automatons that then they substitute into the drag show to like make the storylines work the way they want i think or is that a different show that might be westworld i don't know either way it takes a lot to craft Listen. I was like, that whole thing sorry. went right over my head. I, I know. I know. Eric, you don't watch Westworld, do you? No. Shit. Well, I've seen like three episodes. All of you out there who are Westworld fans, hopefully you enjoyed that little journey we went I've on. I've seen Breastworld. Well, there you go. It's close enough. Um, But no, seriously, uh. the editing, I'm sure. <laughs> Plus, the, as the editors drop dead from their Faustian bargains because they've sold their soul to work for this, I mean, you know, they, they have to replace them and it's a whole thing. Takes a while. All right. So... The last time we talked, we kind of just breezed over some of the episodes that had happened between our, our mid-season-ish and when Tora was here and we talked about Dragon. So let's just do a quick little highlights and lowlights of the last two episodes before the reunion and the finale, just to catch ourselves up. So top five, top four, and then... Can we do top six? Did we talk about... Do you really want to rehash poor Monet going home again? Because I don't. I mean, that made me sad. It made me sad. That's why I want to mention it. All right. We can talk about the, the makeover challenge where poor Monet Exchange was robbed. So that episode, I think, marked the beginning of the end for me, wherein I saw, oh, you really want Aquaria to win. Because clearly, I think the consensus has been, who is the person she made over? The, the Kingsley. Kingsley. The tastemaker slash influencer which is what we're calling people who have youtube channels now i'm not jealous the that like they did a horrible job i thought it looked horrible like it just it, it was the wrong proportion proportionizing but then like monet who had um tyler another, oakley thank you who i've actually heard of tyler i thought overall was pretty successful it wasn't the best but i don't think it was the worst i would agree and so at that moment I felt like, well, there you go. You're you're holding on to your 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 favorite for whatever reason, and there you go. That's there. The writing's on the wall. Well, and this is the thing. It's weird because almost none of the winners have had that easy of a stretch without having a lip sync. There are exceptions, like Bianca was never in the bottom. Tyra was never in the bottom, <laughs> except in life. Well, Oof. now yes. <laughs> Boom! But, oh, uh, oh, God! If you didn't hear that, uh, we just had a lovely little lightning strike. Thank you, God, or Thor, for the assist. That was Tyra Sanchez. <laughs> she was very upset that you're trying to talk shit about her. But we've had our winners end up, and especially towards the end, end up in the bottom. You had Jinx famously doing her Malambo number one lip sync against Detox. Best. During the... Um, during the top, ball. Yeah, top four week. 
So good. You had Bob lip syncing against Derek Barry. I think that was top five. I think so. I think that was the makeover challenge. No, no, that was the ball. I'm sorry. That yeah, was, that, the was ball. The, that was the book ball. Yeah. Um, Sasha never had to lip sync. No, no. The, there are, so like I said, there yeah. are exceptions, but if one of them has done a bad job, they've been in the bottom. Yeah. Oh, Sasha. And it just didn't feel like the times that Aquarius should have been in the bottom, she wasn't in the bottom. And it was, I don't know if it was a matter of they didn't feel like if she lip synced on the show that she wouldn't, it wouldn't look like she should have won. And then you'd have another hashtag justice for whoever, like when Trixie went home to Pearl. Right. And her very lethargic performance. But, you know, either which way, it did definitely feel like Aquaria was boosted along Roxy Andrew style <laughs> to the end. <laughs> Oof. But and she did serve looks. Good, good looks on the runway. Maybe I not. I mean, good looks, not necessarily greatest of all time. We need to looks. put a pin in that because I want to talk about that for the, the in the finale specifically. But uh, overall, I think she is creative and a very good uh, looks queen. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's. I guess if that's what you want, fine. So yeah. the makeover challenge. So that's where Monet went home. And that was sad because I know we all have a special bond with Monet. And Miss Cracker won that episode. Yes. And it was exciting. We, and we thought, things are looking up for Miss Cracker. Oh, God. Womp, womp, womp. <sighs> okay, so then that episode, so we're up to the final five, right? Yes. This is the uh, twins, good and evil twins challenge. Again. Didn't think that Cracker was the worst. Probably in the bottom two, okay, fine. But Lip Sync? I, I don't know. I, I've never... Overall, um, what's her name? Cameron, who's been the bottom how many times? Like That was her third time in the bottom. Okay. She's not bad either. But I just... Between the two, I'm sitting there going, oh yeah, Cracker's got it. This is fine. <sighs> I No. I, I don't know. I, I, that I don't Lip Sync know. wasn't good i like cracker a lot and when she performed here in orlando oh, she was amazing that was fun and it was it was a good performance however what we saw on tv was not good oh, i just For thought the it was song like what, it, the thing is you have what to was perform, the song again i don't remember uh, nasty girl okay which admittedly I guess in that case, it doesn't favor either one of them very well. No, it favors Cameron. Okay. Oh, that favored Cameron. Okay. Sitting up there, freaking throwing her pussy up in the air, spinning yeah. her legs around and whatnot. I'm like, nasty okay. girls, dance, dance, dance. That's a good point, I guess. Now, yeah, Cameron, so. as much as I didn't want Cracker to go home, Cameron did deserve that win. It is tough when it's your third time in the bottom. And there have been times where a queen being in the bottom for the third time, no matter how good they are in that lip sync... They're pretty much done. Their number is done. Yeah. But, and the uh, thing is, I thought Cracker did a serviceable enough against somebody who's been at the bottom three times. Yes. But then if you also factor in the runway or their outfits from the challenge, Cameron's looks were... Were good. Better. I thought they were pretty good. I won't say better than Cracker's Marie Antoinette. Mm, no. Because her Marie Antoinette was good, but oh, that prehistoric one. one with it, the bone necklace and all that wasn't. Yeah, that great. was Aquaria. And Aquaria had that bone, um, that mouth cover, which looked creepy as shit yeah. on TV. And then you watch, you see stills, and you see more of it. 
um, I think even in Untucked, it actually did like have some really impressive craftsmanship. Well, so, was, like, I believe 3D printed. It was, for, yeah. specifically for her. And yeah. um, so when I got to see that level of detail, not just moving around on her face, I was like, okay, that looks pretty cool. But like again, I just as a as your what is it your inner demon your inner inner saboteur, saboteur. I was like saboteur. Eh, eh. I get it. You're 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 so beautiful when you're the your normal good self, and then this is your ugly self. But eh. I just again I don't I didn't see it with her ever. Other than yeah, she paints well and she has some good looks. Some. So every time where it felt like she was artificially or whatever just helped along a bit, her booster seat, if you will. I will say more often than not, Aquarius looks were very much fashion forward. It felt like it was Violet Chachki all over again. Honestly, when somebody posted a picture of Ginger, Kennedy, Pearl, and Violet and said, oh, this season 10 finale is going to be epic, (laughs) it was so accurate that it wasn't even funny. Yeah. Like, it just, it really did boil down to all of the same type of. The archetypes. Yeah. Although, I mean, Pearl was not muscular, but skinny white guy, kind of. Yeah. I don't think he was very muscular. No. But it's still the... Waspy white guy. Well, and Violet's wall. Anyway, so I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah, so Cracker went home. Sad, sad, very sad. And what killed me was the fact that... And you could tell that they did these in two separate runways. Because what we saw at home was that they they walked out as their good side with their narration and then walked out as their inner saboteur with their narration and then got critiqued basically, you know, good and then bad with, you know, run one right after the other. Where we obviously know they didn't find some way to clone them and split them into two. So they walked the runway as their ideal self or their good self and got their critiques. And then obviously had time to change and do redo their makeup and do whatever they were going to do and get into their outfits for their inner saboteur runway and then go out there and get those critiques. The fault in them doing it that way, and especially the way that it gets edited, is there is no consistency in what they're saying because you have talk of, oh, well, there's not enough change, you know, there's not enough similarity to your good side and then you have somebody else come out and it's something and they're like oh it's different enough that it works and it's like can you please be consistent on how you're judging these people you tell cameron that because her outfit is basically just the inverse of her good outfit that that's not what she's what you're looking for but then you tell somebody you tell cracker it wasn't enough like your good side for it to be a, a inner saboteur, like yin yang type of thing. And that killed me because it's like, you know, somebody like Aquaria, whose looks are polar, like opposites, not even related to each other. And that's praised and she wins. Somebody like Asia, whose looks are very not tied together at all, aside from the orange balloon that was deflated and turning black. Like, it just didn't, it didn't feel like. It was being critiqued. Who won that one? Was it the Aquaria? Aquaria. Okay, I mean, because Asia clearly should have. I feel like based on the the thematic way she tied the two together and the difference. Eh, I don't it know. was good. They were both good. I can understand why Aquaria won, but I mean, it was a it, that was splitting hairs to to pick a winner for I that think, one. I think one of the problems we have now in RuPaul Drag Race is, 
and this isn't a new problem. So many people from the pageant world watch and enter, in some cases, the Queen's Enter, and the scoring is not transparent or even clearly defined at all. It, there is no scoring that we are privy to. It is just somebody, let's say Rue's decision, backed up by the opinions of her panel, maybe, and the opinions can vary so wildly because they don't give them like a style guide. They probably just like go, hey, riff on whatever you want. We're going to pick the person. So, you know, we'll we'll just take that under advisement. But I mean, it's not consistent. There's no rules. There's nothing. It's just whoever's decision, probably mostly root, maybe. I don't even know. And so it's hard to be you can't have a consistent system if it's up to the whims of one or two or three producers, you know, like I just you know, what I mean, like unlike a pageant where at least there is rules and sort of defined process. There's not here that we're, that uh, we're at least privy to. way too many parameters on a pageant, though. Because okay. you the they're the way I've had pageants explained to me with like Chantel. It feels like that is more structured and well defined. Even it's all it's all subjective, but there are metrics. There are I mean, you you know there's scoring sheets. There's there's process, but I don't see any of that in this RuPaul Drag Race. It might be there, but we don't see it. Well, it's you know not even I mean? so much that it's that they don't get score sheets back. It's not. And the audience it, doesn't ever. Well, no, I mean, but that's. So we're Not always going to have these to be privy to. No, no, I know, but do, do you, the, the problem, the root problem here is we're always going to see this discrepancy because we don't know their system. And if the system isn't clearly articulated, we will keep encountering these kind of like, wait, they should have probably won because subjective reasons, but not them. And again, we don't know why they did win. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like this is the inherent problem with reality TV in general, but specifically. Yeah, RuPaul's but if you Drag go Race. to a pageant, you're kind of in that same boat regardless. You're going to go to a pageant. You're going to watch them walk these categories where they're given a category. Right. You're given a theme, which just like the runway, you're given a theme. You go out there in whatever your outfit is. The judges score it. They get all the scores at the end of the night. They tabulate, get a winner that, you know. The audience never sees that. No, there's none of that. So you, here's the winner of interview. Here's the winner of talent. Here's the winner of evening gown. Okay. And then here's, you know, our you know second alternate first alternate and here's your winner and you go shit i thought it was going to be this person because i thought they did better and you don't get to see that the contestants will get score sheets back but we also don't see the six hours of yeah time that it's taking to do critiques and all that so they're getting a lot more information and what they're looking for we see five minutes for all the contestants so it's, you know... So that doesn't help either. Then. No, but I mean, that's the thing. That's television. That's taking a 16-hour workday and compressing it into the back half of a television show. Yeah. But I, I guess it's interesting then when like someone like Cracker, who does her... What's the name of the YouTube show? Review with the Jew. She goes into some of that a little bit. A little bit. A little bit, because, you know, she can't talk about everything right and the same thing with um sibling rivalry when monet would go into so i guess it's interesting to hear the the fuller picture and really understand if that 
you know, it, it reflects what the decision was made. So again, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's information we're not privy to that makes these kind of things so hard to call and also. Yeah, but that's the thing. But that's what well, we have no say in that call. So honestly, oh, no, it doesn't I matter. Know. Well, they, we have no say except that they, they make this like, you know, oh, are you hashtag team so and so? Are you ha-? And, and at one point, maybe there was a possibility that that made an influence. And with miscongeniality, you know, at various times. That influences it when the popular opinion backs up their person that they're wanting to push through as the winner of the season yeah so it's it's tough but i mean it's we see the final product and we're getting you know a piece of what they have filmed you know does it suck and do i sometimes not agree with it yeah but at the end of the day when we squabble about like who should have won an episode we're talking about something that happened six eight ten months ago oh and everybody who's yeah. in that thing has moved on and is doing quite okay in their own oh, absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah so then eric what was our final challenge before the filming of the finale each queen did a guest spot arm uh what's the tea <laughs> with, without the incredulous uh sponsor pushing exactly they did not get their uh, limited edition squatty potty also they had to write their own verse to rupaul's american now available on itunes thank you for that shameless plug of course uh, for her for them i thought that was just the subtitle of the song <laughs> <laughs> And then they had to perform it. American, American. It's her biggest hit ever. Is it? That, I'm I, like, that I, I had never I'm heard like, before. I'm like, I can't even remember how the hook goes. Red, white, and blue. That's all I remember. They're all fine. I mean, I, I don't... I, it's not... All Stars 3, I felt like, was a kitty girl. Yeah. That's, to me, one of my favorites in a long time. American was fine, but... Not as memorable. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fiercest of them all? Face, 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 body and all. Another day, another slay. Meow, <laughs> meow, savage beast. <laughs> okay, so not all the verses from, were successful. From a renowned lyricist. <laughs> Do it, you know you want to. C'est bon, c'est bon. I still think I still think that uh, that Reggie wrote you was the best lyrically because yes. I think out of I think all four of them, no matter how much we joke about Roxy Andrews, like it's still better than Mirror Mirror on the Wall. <laughs> I'll take Roxy and her. I'm here to show you. <laughs> Terrible. So uh, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Who was rooting for Roxy? Have you seen Trixie do the do the lip sync to it? She'll do Reggie wrote you. She may not do it anymore, but like shortly after All Stars Two had come out, she was in I think Berlin or London and did Reggie wrote you. And when it got to Roxy's part, it had started, and then she put it in the Tyra Banks yelling at the girl <laughs> from America's Next Top Model. <laughs> it was fantastic. So. All-Stars 2 was, what, three years ago? It just feels that way. It was right before 9. So they're really going to alternate at this point. No, I don't think they will, because uh, season 11, speculation. I don't want World of Wonder and uh, VH1 bursting through the door. 
speculation is that it's uh, already filmed. And what? we haven't filmed All-Stars 4 yet. Okay, so 11 first, but then probably All-Stars 4. Because All-Stars 3 was filmed before season uh, 10 was. Right, okay, okay. So more than likely we'll get um, we'll get a bumped up season 11 back in kind of its normal spot in maybe the February, March area. And then I could see them doing a summer All-Stars. They need time. Honestly, we're getting to a point where, like, I know they want to keep pumping out seasons for ratings and for money, but we're getting to the point where we're basically going to just run into, like, it's going to be Serena Cha-Cha versus Jade Jolie for the crown of All-Stars. Jade. Sotomayor? (laughs) Aww. I'd pick Jade Sotomayor. (laughs) I want two things from All-Stars. I want All-Stars. Well, it's not really All-Stars. I want Drag Race Legends, that idea that keeps popping up on social media. I think that would be amazing. I don't know why anyone would sign up for it, but I would love to see it. It'll never happen, but for that exact reason. I know. But I would love to see it. And then what I want is All-Stars, the loser's bracket. So there's three things. So I want all of the maybe first or second, maybe third to go home from all the seasons in a pool or some subset, obviously. And I do want eventually, and maybe this would be like the last thing they do, the winners circle and have all of the all stars win or all the winners of the seasons. Never gonna happen. And I know it'll never happen. Well, we saw how BB did. So put it this way: Jinx was on, you know, uh, the T, whatever. What's, the, what's their hey show? Queen. Oh no! What's the tea? What's the tea? And and they brought this up, and I don't know. I mean, she kind of said she might do it, but of course, a lot of queens would. Bianca would never go back. No, sure. Bianca's, I think, emphatically stated she would not do it again. And I get that, but I mean, I don't know. You and, at that, and at that point, you are jeopardizing your reputation as a winner to go back, and then you obviously are not going to. You're not guaranteed to win again. Do you think Tyra will go back? I don't think they would have Tyra back. <laughs> I've wondered about that because, like, oh, she is just so far off the reservation. I don't. I don't think that. I mean, it would be it would be fun to see. The only way I could see a winners' edition or a legends' edition happening is if it wasn't elimination based until they crown at the end and do like a a a, a scoring a cumulative scoring yeah. type of format for it mm-hmm. maybe you flipped the entire format and didn't do it like you had a lip sync and you know you did everything except the eliminations so that way everybody still had a chance till the end then i can maybe see that happening because no matter what you're on this the entire time there is no oh i went home first but right. yet i'm this legendary queen yeah i mean but that kind of idea is not it wouldn't be the first time a reality show's done that because, oh absolutely because not top chef did top chef masters Yes. Where they, where they oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All these legendary chefs. I feel like Survivor's do done it. Like, yeah, it's a it's a not unknown trope in reality TV now. Absolutely, but also look at Top Chef Masters. They had to change formats going into the fourth season because you went from this like episode versus yeah, like episode, and then you have one person out of these when like Chopped. It was yeah. like it was like multiple Chops. Right. When Chop does their grand championship and they'll do yeah. four or four individual episodes, you have sixteen contestants and then you have which one that, final which episode. That was mostly because these people cannot block out the, that much sh- time. the full shooting schedule. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean they're also not drag queens. Well, no, I think <laughs> the chefs are maybe a, a little bit close, but not even then, because you're not gather yeah, gigging, you're you're opening a restaurant and then you're staying there. Yeah, these like, are people yeah. that have 
world-class restaurants that are busy no matter what right them not winning a cooking competition isn't going to jeopardize their attendance at their restaurant absolutely because they're well known for it that but a queen coming back and especially queens where people are like oh this person was robbed it should have been this person then they go home first second third fourth that is a huge blow to your brand and especially when you're relying on booking gigs to make your money Mm -hmm. so i to quote one of the most loved drag race contestants magnolia crawford (laughs) wouldn't they just do it for the exposure nice yes yes they would (laughs) she's like a swordfish (laughs) i want to come back to what season did what season 10 did right and what they didn't do and what i i feel like i want to come back to that at the end if we can remember all right like we should finish but i do want to come back to that okay so to round out the top four episode after they watch the video because they apparently are now just performing these things on random spots of the lot to film them other in other places. The top four have to lip sync for their lives to see who's going to go home and who will be in the top three, even though we just changed the format last season to a top four and a lip sync for the crown. They, I love how they were like, yes, just in your confessional, make sure that you talk about this. You know it's not going to be anybody going home, but they still did a lip sync. Of course. Eric, what did you think about this lip sync for their lives? <laughs> to call me mother with the four of them all in pageant counts <laughs> so they can't <laughs> dance to an up-tempo song. <laughs> I mean, at least Aquaria, Aquaria like, flopped to the ground at some point and did some sort of move other than just waving side to side. It was sh- sure no Julie Andrews. That's for sure. <laughs> we just got to be careful. You never know. Azalea Banks might try to come in here and uh, sue us for even mentioning Call Me Mother. <laughs> but yeah, that's about what I thought of it. Uh, I, it, was, it was it was bad. Yeah. That really was like, I'm like, why is this even a thing? Why are we doing this right now? So that led to them being told no one was going home and we have a top four. That was me. That was oh. I was literally moving my finger in the air in a circle just to say whoopee Ooh. big like like so uneventful and I anticlimactic. I was like Were you oh. surprised? I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so now before we get into talking about the reunion and the grand finale of RuPaul's Drag Race season feels like a thousand years. Let's talk about Squarespace. I was about to say oh. it. Oh. <laughs> no, not Squarespace. <laughs> Anywho, well, if you are enjoying our podcast here, our Drag Race episodes, our movie reviews, our full cast episodes, all of these fine things that we are putting out for you, then why not tell a friend and make sure that you go over and check out our social media and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. And while you're over at your favorite podcasting site whether it's apple podcasts or stitcher or google play music feel free to give us a star rating write us a review we love when we hear that anybody is out there and has an opinion no matter if it agrees with us or doesn't we like to hear what you have to say because it opens up dialogue and maybe it'll give us something to talk about that we didn't think about before and if you are so inclined to be generous Head on over to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and you can become a patron. 
at any level. There is as little as, I believe, a dollar that you can give. You can do a one-time donation. But if you are enjoying our podcast the most, because we think we're special on this network, and we think you think that as well, then you can earmark some of those dollars to come directly to our show by just leaving a little note with your Patreon subscription. So now back to some Drag Race fun. The reunion episode. Which which was filmed... The day after (laughs) the finale taping. I am kind of a fan of this because you start to see more claws coming out. It didn't happen as much this time around. Do even with the new format, do they still film multiple endings? Yes, yes, okay. they do. Oh yeah. So when they filmed this, Cameron had been filmed winning the crown, Eureka had been filmed winning the crown, and Aquaria had been filmed winning the crown twice. Because they had a, well, I don't know if it was the full thing, but they had to redo part of her crowning because RuPaul forgot to do the, um, everybody say love, can I get an amen uh, portion of it. Oh. Uh, so they went and they did it again. They did it twice. So, yeah. At that point, the only person who knew they didn't have a chance at winning the crown was Asia. Oof. Which will lead to the first thing that made me laugh was when, at the end of the episode, when RuPaul was saying, who do you think should win? And they, the queens that would say Asia, and they would cut to Asia looking all somber. I'm like, oh, that's where she's just shedding a tear. Well, did you watch the live reaction video that they posted? I have not yet. So that's interesting, too, because they skip. So, they, you know, they show um, little moments from the recording that's being aired in real time and they're watching it all four and they skipped the was it the first oh they actually had asia go too. oh yeah yeah she was there and then they well because they, wow. they're they're showing it yeah they're at a viewing party i know right. i get that and then they skipped her lip sync against uh who was it uh cameron yeah they skipped it all together which is funny for numerous reasons that we'll get to but uh yeah wow mm-hmm We'll have to put that link up on the uh, Flame On page in case you have not seen it. You can go check it out. So, back to the reunion. It was kind of uneventful. It was... RuPaul was trying for those tears. Seriously, I'm pretty sure that's that's how RuPaul stays alive and young-looking, is the tears of drag queens on his show. Yeah, because I don't think... Nobody cried during the top four episode, right? When they were talking to their baby pictures? Mm, I don't Eureka think might have so. a little bit. She she was the most like constant crying. Well, yeah. I think they got choked up. I don't think there was a lot of and I mean, granted, we didn't see it all, but right. uh I don't remember it being the traditional type of No, that was in the finale. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, the finale was just like Give me all of your tears. I want, I want them all. <laughs> they all flowed down to her in just like weird uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark style thing that the, all the light converges into her. Yeah, because RuPaul went after Blair's tears and Blair was like, no, it's okay. I'm good now and I'm sober. And so like after five seconds, RuPaul was like, okay, we're doing this now. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you sure? Can you tell us about you getting raped again? Oh. No? No? Oh. You don't want to? No, you good? You sure? You sure you're okay? So that's why she how, went after Vixen. How about, how about you, Dusty? <laughs> so Dusty. <laughs> oh, God. Tell us about what is conversion therapy? <laughs> what did you go through? So I think that most exciting moment, and I say exciting in a quotes, 
was the vixen and the two hour the two hour fight over the vixen and then asia yeah everybody everybody asia and everybody else that we didn't see afterwards yes uh i don't i mean like they don't release the show on dvds i don't think or blu-rays they don't have like the uh the the uncut version at least not for maybe many years or youtube exclusive i don't know whatever so i would love to actually see all of the other queens that supposedly stepped up for i Dixon. would not want to sit there and watch two hours of that no because if, if you watch a review with a jew uh miss cracker goes into this somewhat about how just about everybody was pretty much standing up for the vixen against rupaul this is even before she left the stage and then Vixen was like, yeah, just not getting through. The conversation's not going anywhere. It's just circling around and around. And she was just, I'm done. And the thing was that her mother was sick in the hospital. And she oh, wasn't even yeah. going to go to the reunion. And her mom told her to go and do it. You need to do this. So she was already not in a great headspace. And then to sit there for two plus hours of just beating this situation into the ground and it, it just it it felt like it didn't serve a purpose other than to stir shit and cause a you know it's for ratings for ratings yeah and, and i'm not even saying i disagree with rue's point i'm sympathetic to what rue was saying but i still now that i know more of the other material and the fact that it was seven eight hours total for yeah. Like, it was a full day of shooting. And then that most that two hours or whatever was of the Vixens thing. Yeah, I'm way more sympathetic to her now. Getting and up and leaving at oh, that yeah, point? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I mean, again, it's and, and this is the thing. You, you have to think, okay, yeah, so she's done. But she also in the back of her head is going, well, this will also cause some a story. A narrative. I mean, you can react, but then there's part of you as that p- position that has to think about that and consider it. So whether or not that was something she felt like was a good thing or not, it it all factors in. I could maybe see that afterwards. I don't, in what I know of the Vixen, I don't think that was the immediate the immediate thought. At that point, I think it's when you, let's say she doesn't have that ability to cope and process and deal with it in a certain way or the way that RuPaul wanted it dealt with. Once you get to a point and you just have had a couple of hours of trying to get the point across your point across in the way that you know how to do it mm-hmm. and you're just hitting a wall with it or just keep circling back around it, no matter how it's going to be spun because you know at that point you're going to get spun as the the angry oh, black woman and that yeah because now you've seen the entire season for the most part they filmed this right before the final four episode but you've seen all of your episodes and how it was edited yeah so you know how they're going to edit you no matter what especially after that long that you can't even be bothered with how they're going to spin it. But on the flip side, there's been a good amount of blowback support yeah. for like a- what we saw was Asia's argument with RuPaul. And I'll say this. I get, you know, I can empathize with both parts of it. I do understand that RuPaul and what we saw was trying like, you know, you can't excuse bad behavior or inconsiderate behavior. But at the same time, you know, and when she's sitting there going, you know, I came from the same place as her and look where I am now. I would have loved and I, I somebody may have, but I would have loved had there been a, a clapback of 
well, how are you at that age? Because Vixen's not old. No. Vixen's, what, early 20s? Yeah. How are you in your early 20s, Rue? Oh, how did a, you deal with this shit? Mess, and yeah, she'd I, be fooling anyone to say otherwise. How, I, how, I, don't, I don't think the show actually was edited well to make RuPaul come off that great. I thought I didn't think she came off. A lot of people did. A lot of people back Rue on that. And and feel and they're like, oh, I love that they showed that emotion from her when out. <sighs> I think some of the problem with Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The reason that there was such a disconnect is a generational thing. It like is. You're no, saying. I think so. Well, because a lot of the queens, especially this season, are younger. Like, well, they're younger. getting younger and younger. Well, Every yeah, season, yeah. your majority of your cast... Is Aww. getting younger. It's like teaching college or high school or whatever. Every year you're like, God damn, well, it, they're getting younger. It, it's it's even not so much that you have people in their upper twenties, younger thirties. It's there are a lot of them in their younger twenties now. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, you had what two or three that were like twenty one on this season. Yeah, and Blair yeah. was like underage. So I mean, Blair you was know. twelve. <laughs> so you know, she skewed it down even further. But I absolutely agree. It's generational. It is. And it's a matter of, it's like your grandfather going to you, you see where I am right now? I didn't get where I am acting like you. And then it's like, that's where I come from, though. (laughs) Honestly, that's where I come from. That's why I'm more, as much as I am not a grandfather or that age, actually, oh, um, no, but I mean, that's why I'm a little more sympathetic to Ruth's perspective, I think, because of the generational difference. I get that. But I'm not saying I my thing is thing was if rupaul were to look back at his life at that point in time yeah you're gonna tell me that rupaul had all of the social coping skills to interact with people the way he's saying that vixen needs to right here right now probably not in a different time and place where the vixen is now on a television show being beamed out to millions of people RuPaul didn't have that kind of notoriety no, at, at that all. age. Absolutely. It's, you're thrusting these young queens into the limelight. Mm-hmm. And we are now connected across the world. Back in Ru's day, that wasn't the case. Well, they had the telegraph. I mean, you couldn't really. I mean, you well, know. he's sending it. No, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. So that's that's yeah. what I can understand being upset with how somebody handles something. But at the same time, you know that's the fucking reason 
that they're on the show and that they're on the show for as long as they are because they want them to be the pot stirrer. Yep. Because they want it. And honestly, I felt I was extremely on the Vixen side when it came down to Eureka fucking goading her into that fight. Into the fight they spent the most time talking about. And the fact that she had to sit there and she was like, I went home and sat there for months thinking that I had started this. That this was me. And then I watched the show and I see that she did it on purpose. That is fucked up. Yeah. It's absolutely fucked up. Yeah, because that means that Eureka never reached out, really. Well, no, and then to... and then she says that she did, and the Vixen's like, no, you, the next day you said, how do we want to play this? Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. And I'm not saying any queen is 100% guilt-free, and I'm not saying any queen is 100% at fault, because they all play a fucking game, and it's all a game. Some of them just like to play it harder than others. And some of it is... You have their playing their own games, and then you have the producers playing their games. Well, sure, with the their chessboard of exactly. Um, oh, for sure, it's it's a nightmare. Like, I I I really love if if uh, Chantel if there was a Legends and Chantel decided let's do it, let's go for it. But also, it's such a, a, a it's such a hell, it's such a gauntlet to go through to get on the other side and then have this good career boost. Which, admittedly, maybe even the or ones... maybe not, because out of a hundred something girls, yeah, not all of them are True. are pulling these great careers. But even the ones like, let's say, um, Jane Mansfield or um, uh, Calorie Kardashian or any of the, like the the ones that go home early and they don't have the Vanjie phenomenon, like they still get a little bit of a boost because they've been on RuPaul. They do for that fifteen minutes while the show right. is in and its then, early part of then, its season. Then it's a matter of what do they do with that? Do they parlay that into something else, or do they just kind of go, "All right, well, whatever." Well, and yes and no. And I mean, some of those queens may or may not have something that they can then go into. But if they're club queens that are going to do these bookings, it's not even a matter if they want to try. Like they could want to hustle their ass off. Yeah. But if that demand isn't there, if from the time they announce the cast till the second episode airs. And then maybe a week or two after that, if you know that crowd is not demanding, no, a, right, a calorie sure. Kardashian Williams. Can we get her to Parliament? Probably not. Oh, I mean, we probably could, but I, I doubt mean, they would. The thing is, it's a matter of the season's over now. The season's I mean, over, and it's the crowd support. They've brought in some questionable choices in the past. They have. So I don't know. It'd be nice, but no, I know what you're saying, and this is why again, it's such a gauntlet to go through that i i almost i'm because you know Chantel has talked to us at least and like you know eh, not really her priority um but like i would just i don't know like i really would love to see her and her talent put out on that platform to really see absolutely other people reignited about that you know about her oh 100 so, agree um all right so let's get off the reunion and let's talk about this finale oh boy this long Long finale. That was only an hour and a half. It was the same length of time as yeah. any other episode, but dear God, it felt like forever. Grave of the Butterflies. Uh, they, ha- they had to do the whole, oh my goodness, it's our 10th anniversary stuff. Which, Which is a big thing. Yeah, I, I mean, like It is. That. And bringing back the season one queens, Artist Tammy Brown, who was Boy, apparently t- 
teleported to Mars. Oh. No, Tammy's out on tour with Trixie. Yes, she was. Yeah. But I don't remember. I think there was at least another queen they didn't have. Nope, back. they had no. nine out of ten. Oh, yeah. well, wait, no, right. they had eight out of nine. I'm sorry, yeah. there were only it's nine queens. Okay, okay. Oh, that's, yeah, oh, that's they had what it eight was. Eight out of nine, then. which is why two of them had to uh, double up when they did a uh, season one versus season ten lip sync off to RuPaul, and uh, they had the the because the top, other ten yeah, out of the fourteen. The Correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, although when Cracker went up there and did hers, I was like, why is Aquaria up there? Oh. <laughs> I literally had that thought. I was like, who is that white girl? Oh. Like, why, why is she, she mourning? Oh. Well, they both wore black. Yeah. She just didn't. Because they were copying each other? Oh. She just didn't have the, the Psylocke mask on. If only it were butterfly shaped. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know. I was bored throughout the whole reunion, and it, or not reunion, the finale, because, I mean, you we kind of all knew about the butterfly thing ahead of time. Well, a lot if, of people if you knew read about Reddit. It. A lot of people knew about it. A lot of people knew about the butterfly. Um, so, that was like the most, like, is it going to happen now? Oh, my God, is it going to happen now? And then it happened. You're like, oh, all right. Well, they edited it as well as they could. Well, yeah. I mean, we had we had dancing, we had the lip sync off, we had all these little things. We had the interviews wheel. with the top four. It was all just kind of RuPaul whatever. finally got her tears. Yep. Yes. Yep. So you have a drink. Well, it's been a while since the taping, so she needed fresh tears. Yeah. She needed to sustain herself until. Uh, How does she make it to the next season? Oh, she stores them. She's got a vault full of <laughs> drag queen tears. She only needs a few at a time. It's her anti-aging serum. Just mm-hmm. a couple drops of dry queen's ears. It's around the eyes. <laughs> it replaced the human pituitary gland she used to harvest. Yeah. Exactly. So then we get to the lip sync for the crown. They wheel out this giant wheel that now has heads on it. Yes. Did it have heads on it last no, year? No. It had the names. The I pin. have the pin you brought back from yes. DragCon and it just has the names. The names. I'm like, well, it'll be interesting how they do this next year. Yeah. <laughs> With giant heads on it. Jesus. Which... I'm sorry, but Asia and that damn promo wig kills me every time I see it. I'm like, that's it the best wig you could have worn. Vaguely, vaguely Asian. Doesn't it have like that weird line? It's like flat across the top and then kind of yeah. angled in. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. So Cameron is the <laughs> the uh Which first I don't know one. why they just don't draw names or they can draw knives not, for a wheel is so much more exciting it's Hello. more visual but it's not even rue spinning the wheel <laughs> because it's not that you watch her quote-unquote spin no, that wheel it's, it's, it's totally and you can driven. tell that it is not spinning the way she spun it nope and yeah and it's, it's, so it's not the price is right you know reach up pull it down let's spin it it's yeah. Make sure it goes around once, but otherwise it won't count. <laughs> <laughs> so Cameron is the first one selected by the producers and the guy behind the wheel with the little the little crank yep. on the back. And she opts to go against Asia. <laughs> and they bring out two of the original pit crew members. I oh. was so happy to see Sean. I didn't realize that. And I want to call the other one Jeffrey. It's uh, James, I believe, is the other the other pit crew member that came out. So they've been retired to the farm? I believe so. Back for, or they've just moved on. Either, either or. Uh, but I love Sean Morales. He was my favorite pit crew member for for years. He was the one with the mustache, right? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Who did uh, Full Frontal? I think for Starfucker Magazine. Oh, it was uh, delightful. Um, so they come out with the two briefcases. So since Cameron um, got to choose her opponent, Asia got to choose the the briefcase. And they got... Deal or no deal? 
<laughs> right? No deal. Oh. Oh. She picked. I'll just take the cash, please. Right. Number one, which was Nasty by Janet Jackson, which was a lip sync uh, number from season one, I believe. I believe both of the Janet songs were from season one. That's nice. It had a lot of ties back to the first season. Were all the Whitney songs? No. Last year? No. Previous? No, this is one in ten, so that's why they connected them. Oh, gotcha. And they performed... And let's talk about the butterflies. Butterflies on the ground. <laughs> Fuck my drag, right? Oh. I mean, there's so many good memes. And my it's favorite so is Monet awful. coming into the workroom with the broom yes. and the butterflies on the ground. Yes. <laughs> oh, and wait. So, so the the story is, according to BJ, BJ who cannot be here today, told me that the temperature in the space was cold enough. And the way they were protected, it, it was not the right temperature for them to feel like they could just fly. So they weren't dead when she uh No, they were all, they, and that's the thing, and that's what kills me, bad choice of words, about people talking about this. I read uh, most of the AV Club's review of the episode, and there's a lot of talk about, oh, these butterflies were dead in her costume. They weren't dead. No, nope. They were alive. They just weren't acclimated weren't to fly. their surroundings yep. in order to perform. They are the painted lady butterflies. That's the the uh, species. Yes, very appropriate for what they were doing. And they are extremely um, not rare because a lot I've seen things that like, oh, you watch Drag Race, then you find out that there's 20 species of endangered butterflies. Obviously, she's not going to go find an endangered species of butterfly and do this. And the painted ladies are um, well known for being trainable to do what she wanted to do yeah so she spent months working with trainers and figuring out how to do this type of type of thing the problem is and it's speculation on the temperature because we don't know what the temperature in the theater was i mean bj is an entomologist no absolutely so it's one of the reasons why it could be yeah but i mean you're also talking no matter how cold it is you're talking that's a full tv setup that is lighting that's true so no matter what you're you're gonna be it's gonna be warm but uh they were also not acclimated to where they were going to be. It wasn't the right conditions. Yeah. So when she opened up her bracelet and the butterfly just kind of sat there, <laughs> she basically had a like, <laughs> <laughs> get out. It looked, she- <laughs> it looked so bad. <laughs> and then she opened up the one coffee can on one titty. Oh, and yeah. then she took the other one off and just threw it in the air. So Logan Donahue posted net her titties. I have to give him credit because that was pretty awesome. I really had like the nets in it. Oh, it was, it was I great. wish there had been like she had had something that just wasn't those nets there. Because yes. it just looked so weird. Yeah. But I think for the butterflies, yeah. it kind of had to be. Yeah. So that way they could still manage to breathe. Yeah. It was it was it was. Yeah, because that she not had like some way for them to breathe, and then they, she just opened up and they just fell down. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> so people were saying at least ahead of it that like the you know the, the queens were stomping all over the, the butterflies. To the producers' credit, they did edit that same little video clip of the butterflies on the ground. Look, they're okay at the very end of the scene. But I mean, did I mean people who were there report that no, they were like they stomping. got swept off the stage. <gasps> No. Yep. Oh God! They actually did get swept off. They had to get swept off the stage. Oh. Yeah. I'm not saying they all died. No, probably <laughs> but, not. But oh. Yeah. And you could see that 
Cameron was not ready for there to be butterflies on no. the ground. <laughs> and you know who else wasn't? Monique Hart. Oh, God. Oh, her and Vanjie <laughs> watching that. That is happened so epic. My favorite is the still of that. And then just like in the brackets underneath, gay fear. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It, oh. oh, Yeah. And I feel horrible for her. Totally. Because you know that, one, you've spent so much time trying to prepare this artistic like thing to happen, and it doesn't happen the way you plan it. So that's already a disappointment. And then you're stepping on these butterflies. <laughs> and then you lose this lip sync. And before Rue even said the name of the person, you could just see her over there just... Yep. Oh my gosh, she did I, not want to be on camera. And ever. now I get what you were saying, what we'll get to in a second, a lot more than I did previously about redos and retakes. Yeah. So Cameron was the winner for her lip sync for the crown battle and went on to the finals. We get our second lip sync for the crown battle with Eureka versus Aquaria. Or as I like to say, a bigger ginger minge and a jiffy pop bag. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the look I want to talk about. The jiffy pop bag, of course. Okay, so every queen had a reveal. I'll call it reveal, whatever. I think Aquarius was, the, I mean, as, as much as it was disappointing to have the butterflies just drop, I admire the balls, so to speak, of trying to pull that off. Aquarius was just like, drop trowel, let's go. And then she's a fucking weird. I don't even know what that's supposed to be other than the inside of a funky flower, which I'm guessing is what it was. But, like, she dropped it as soon as they started. There was no reveal other than, like... Well, she wasn't going to be able to do much with that on. I just... It was awkward. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, the Jiffy Pop bag. I'm like, why? Uh, there's another meme that's going around that has all four of them standing there with their bulky outfits and whatever. And it's like someone's going to have a reveal or there's going to, you know, like, of course, but it's like too much. It's too much now. The, the thing was, it was not a functional outfit prior to the reveal, which reminds me of All Stars 2 when they did the two and one outfits uh -huh. and Alaska came out just in a, covered in a black in black. Satchel. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then, sure, she did a reveal and came out as a uh, little pound cake, but the first one was not an outfit. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't so much a reveal. It was it was a two-in-one challenge, and it was supposed to be one outfit that you then do something, and now all of a sudden it's a second outfit. And I don't and like tchotchke, but I will tell you, when she they did her that. Her Tartan, the that season was seven the premiere. The best yeah. of all of those like two-in-ones. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't think. I, of I think Fifi was yes. amazing. I was that was exactly where I was going to go. I with remember it. hers. She came out as, as the, prince. the prince, and, and then spun into the bell oh, gold dress. Okay, yeah, that, that was, was sickening. Yeah, that was sickening. But 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 Miss Aquaria, the eventual winner. Spoilers, by the way. Um, like it was it was just it was lame i but, was really I mean, disappointed cameron's that. reveal was similar but she did it a little bit into the lip sync that's what i'm saying you do the, it a little bit in you have to have a a moment in but that the first thing is, outfit. if your outfit is your like showstopper and that's why you have that jiffy pop thing on one to be like what the fuck is going on and then to have it like to drop it to reveal the outfit like that's the whole like point of the impact you're not going to dance around for half the song and then be like 
look at this outfit. It, it's because then she had the like it was, cone it was, booby thing the, at the end as the, well. That was the, the problem weird. was because she had the spikes all over the outfit. It would have been hard to find a functional cover for that. Like you couldn't just put on a a big coat because I get that. Well, and that's like Monique when she came out at the beginning and had that giant like just piece of fur over her, so that way she could pull off yeah. and have brown cow. Aww. Stunning. Aww. Yeah. So it 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 looked weird, but I mean I understand it. This was the one that kind of threw everybody that was at the taping for a bit of a loop. And what also cemented what I've been saying all season long, that Aquaria was going to be the winner of the season no matter what. Because according to everything that I've read from the filming, she did not do that well in this lip sync. She fell a couple of times, stumbled. And you could see one of the kind of stumbles that she played off on the actual episode. But she apparently fell at least once, if not twice, during the lip sync. So they didn't redo the lip sync? No. Okay. So it's editing. It's just edited. Okay. Yeah, because th- there was one point where she had to stutter step or whatever because she almost ran into her Jiffy Pop bag <laughs> that was down there. Yeah, uh, and I think that, yeah, that was one of the, the issues. But she played that one off, and that's the one that we saw. But no, there was more to it that we didn't see. And in a lip sync for the crown, it's bullshit. But we have a double Shantae you stay. And instead of having a top two, we have a top three. And the only person not vying for the crown at that point is Asia. Awkward. Which I I am sure, yes, with everything that happened with Aquaria falling and whatnot, obviously it's weird that she would have been chosen to go on. But I think if Asia had actually succeeded and won her lip sync, I don't think there would have been the double Shantae you stay. I still do, because Aquario is was the winner from the get-go. Right, so they, they yeah, she they had, had to, to fuck force up. it. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you fuck up that badly, and you're still the one that you're, that the producers are ha- pinning their, yep. their win on, you have to figure out a way to be able to do it. Right. And she didn't fuck it up so horribly that you couldn't be like, oh, well, this like this is why. It was more a matter of this is who they wanted to win. We need to make it happen. So the crowd would be like, what the fuck happened if Aquaria had been named the winner and Eureka had not gone on? The only way to save it Both is double yeah. yep. stay. Yep. I you see know, it. It, it just it, it happens and it, it is what it is. And as soon as I heard that, I flat out was like, Aquarius is getting crowned. I don't care what happens. Aquarius is getting crowned if you're going to do that. Yeah. But then we have the final lip sync to Bang Bang by Jesse J, Ariana Grande, and Nicki Minaj. And everybody's like, oh, this was a plan because it's a three-part song. They're not doing a part apiece. Well, yeah. so that's what that's what Chantel was saying. She's like, if if they had known that going in, they should have each had their own part. And I'm like, they didn't. Well, but that's they the thing. Knew that you're not going to have something like that because right. it's a full lip sync. You're not going to have one queen come out and do one part. Right. One queen that's come out true and do too, because right? you're not going to have a balance right. of what you're seeing to compete. Yeah, yeah. I will say in this of the final three. Aquaria did do a really good job. I was impressed with yeah, her lip sync. I agree completely. Yeah. yeah. I think I think Cameron gave her a run for them for her money, yeah. and I feel like Eureka ran out of steam. Mm-hmm. She yeah. still tried to swift for the the stage with her pussy. 
She's still trying to I do, do all love these things. That, though that is a really all, funny maneuver. I that's love fine. That. All three of them were like, well, Aquaria had not lip synced in previous episodes, but both Cameron and Eureka did things in that lip sync that they had done exactly the same yeah. way. Although yeah. I'm pretty sure she was the only one that didn't do a center split in the final lip sync. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Aquaria and Eureka did it together and Cameron was like, bitches, stop stealing my shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's it's true and that's the thing. A lot of queens, and I, I joke about Kennedy all the time with this and it's, you know, flip on the stage, flip off the stage, flip on the stage, flip off the stage. But those are their go-to moves, unless you are choreographing an entire thing to a song that you can perform without an issue, like that you know you have, you're going out and doing a performance, or you're doing a talent uh, portion at a pageant, where you know you're the one out there and you can set this whole thing up. When you're competing against somebody, you don't have that luxury to be like, okay, I'm going to have this area and I'm going to have free range to do what I'm going to do. You kind of just wing it, yeah, and you're going to go to your default moves because those are the ones you know how to do well, and you know you're going to pull off. You're going to do your death drop. You're going to do your split. You're going to do your a cartwheel if that's your thing. Like you're going to do a center split and then you know lean forward into it. It's those little things. But Aquaria did pull out some uh, magicians like fire tricks yes, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was cool. I, I Her was, outfit was like the superhero-y kind of outfit of all of them. Yeah. It, I liked it, it. It was cute. And then she had the... Uh, my favorite was the uh, the confetti pop cannon. Yeah. yeah. And then... She did two of those, she, she did. Yeah. She did... The first one, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then she timed it right for that that final like beat. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I, I get it. I yeah. understand. Like, I'm not mad about the the outcome of that lip sync. Yeah. And she obviously knew she had to step her shit up. Yeah. Because there was no way that she was going to slide by again on that. Like, that, you would have had to figure some shit out at that point. Right. But I honestly think that Cameron was the, the next best, if, if not, like, close enough to Aquaria in that lip sync. You know that it have been a revolt if Cameron had won, though. By who? Yeah. Most of the population. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. See, first... again, I don't think Cameron was meant to be there. I think because of how bad the butterflies were, there was no way that. I mean, true. Rue could have. Well, and that's the thing, and that lip sync wouldn't didn't really matter. Yeah, you know, as, as much as I hate to say it, and this is my opinion. This is not something that anybody has told me, but my opinion is that. They went into this whole thing with Aquaria targeted as their winner. It didn't matter who did better in that final lip sync against uh, for Cameron and Asia. Whoever it was going to be, it was going to be, and would have gone up against Aquaria in some way, shape, or form. Whether it was the two of them, you know, two of them or three of them, whatever it was going to be. But the one thing that I didn't mention during our reunion talk was the meme that I posted on my page, I don't think I put it on the Flame On page, where it's the Simpsons, and it's Bart in front of the television, and it says, right here, it's you can, it's the moment you can see his heartbreak in half. Yeah. And it's the, the <laughs> Cameron's head superimposed on, I think, Homer's body. Oh, Ralph. Oh, Ralph. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. when Lisa breaks his heart. Yes. Like, Yeah. And it's just like, that is hysterical and so sad all at the same time, because even in that room, nobody was supporting Cameron and felt that Cameron, I guess, deserved to be up in that final four. And I'm like, and these are the people that you've just done this entire season with. 
and not a single one of the ten said Cameron's name. But I don't think that was so much a measure of Cameron's talent versus the whole issue everyone had with her on a personal level. Well, I think that was exacerbating the situation. I think because they felt that Cameron was this quote-unquote shady queen and was whatever and still made top four, I think that was the issue that then made everything else worse because now you have a queen that's not this outgoing and exuberant person and now they're all like oh you made the top four now you too good for us bitch because i mean even though ms cracker probably said it in jest when she picked her winner she went came for me came for me sent me home eureka wins by default yeah so it wasn't necessarily like i'm taking the words at face value even though i'm sure she was picking Eureka anyways, but just framed it in a joke. But So I just don't know with the Cameron thing, is she just that shady and was trying to keep her like poker face on, or is she just an introvert? And even in this situation, she just didn't feel comfortable, you know, being I don't, outspoken or out, outgoing. I don't know. No, I think that's, I mean, a little, maybe a little bit of both. I feel like I have a little bit of a, of an understanding of Cameron. Like, I mean, you guys know me. When I'm on the show or when I'm at work, you have to put on this thing for the people that you're doing it for. So our listeners here or the people that are coming to my gigs or, you know, my events. But when I'm just kind of when I'm off work, I'm quiet. I'm low key. I don't I'm not that like, woo, let's party. Let's go get drunk. Let's do this all the time. Like you just, you need to be able to recharge and, and not have that type of thing. And, you know, you're going to go out there and put on the show. And if you have that introverted side, you're going to want to be more quiet and more reserved when you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And well, I don't, I don't think the other Queens were necessarily just criticizing her for being introverted. I think, they felt like they were being willfully ignored. And I think there's a difference between somebody just being introverted and and then somebody just... And we'll never know, yeah. honestly, yeah. because we don't know how many of those instances, instances happened and the way that they saw it. Because there's always two sides of the story. Because Cameron may have just been in whatever place and the other queen or queens may have been in another place and they both read the situation wrong or one of them is right you know it it is what it is all i can say is when i worked with cameron she was uh pleasant and really nice to work with and she and the and vixen and oh no i'm sorry it was her and asia and kennedy and they were enjoying themselves. They seemed to be having a good time, and they were in the dressing room together. So, honestly, maybe she just didn't like that queen. Mm, it's, it's you yeah. can't, you don't need to be friends with everybody. Yeah, you know, as much as Dusty may be a nice person, maybe they just don't click. Maybe no, they just don't have that type of relationship. And unfortunately, it's not always going to happen. And if that's the case, and you're in a dressing room, and they don't want to, they're not really like running up to hug you and talk to you. You just got to kind of deal with it. And instead yeah. of being confrontational like the Vixen and just coming up and saying, I hate you, they're just going <laughs> to they're just going to kind of oh, sad just the remove themselves from the situation. Yeah. Like the Vixen. 
at the reunion. <laughs> so, so one of the things I, I wanted to come back to, and I hope it's if if that's okay now. Yeah, this will be our little wrap up. Do we think season ten really reinvented and rejuvenated the show enough? Because I don't think it did. I, I think don't it think tried there was to. any rejuvenation to it aside from the workroom. Well, no, there were a few like challenges that were a novel or may hadn't done in so long. They were trotting it back out. There were like a few moments where I felt like they were trying to really do something new and different. But overall, I just felt like. I this felt like show, that was refurbished, not I, well. New. And I agree. No, I <laughs> and I, and it was in some cases because like the first challenge was the first challenge from season one. Yes, because they have were trying to do a lot of those tiebacks to the first season. Yeah, and honestly, if they ever fucking do that ball at at eleven again, yeah, I'm not fucking watching it. That was re fucking ridiculous. Eleven queens, three looks apiece. That episode never ended. I'm and pretty sure they're still on that runway right the now. The hour and a half format also probably too much. No, I no? like that. Okay, I yeah, like that. Work, that works for me because you have more chance for them to breathe and have real moments. But I think there's more opportunity to a bring back mini challenges, which was which fantastic. was sorely missed from season nine. Yes, and then I should did it a lot better with not making every episode be a very special episode. Well, oh my god, yeah, a hundred percent agree with you on both of those. Because you didn't feel like it had a like it was such a jump to this, jump to this, jump to this, jump to this, and be done with it. And you didn't have I don't think there was any episode, even on the eleven girls in three looks ball, where it was the sneeze and you miss it runway. Yeah. Like we've had in the past. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because you had that extra thirty minutes, we'll say thirty, but you know, like twenty minutes with commercials. To be able to put out this episode that feels like it breathes more. There were times where I'm like, oh, we have to be so close to the end right now. And we haven't, like, they're going to rush through this. And it's like, oh, no, we're only at the halfway point. Okay, cool. Like, you still have time to do the runway and do critiques and and not have it feel like, oh, my God, the show is, like, racing to the finish line. I think the 90-minute episodes was probably one of the best things they did for this. What about the untucked format? Do we feel like that it successfully blended the classic untucked shit talking craziness no. with the little uh, documentary? You know, oh, sad to see the queen. Go. I mean, no, not 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 as no. much. No, I I mean, I kind of like the part where the queen goes in and packs up their belongings. Like that, yeah. is, I, I like that it addition to it. That it does. Um, I miss the production level of the old untucked because if you're going to try to instigate this drama i at least like it to be in a pretty setting not on the side of the workroom <laughs> um and then when objects furniture became the sponsor and they had a shoehorn saying objects furniture into the episodes i was like you're not being real anymore like yeah. you have gone like yeah. you're now, now this making this a, a thing this is the podcast now you're, you're yeah shoehorning this thing in here i mean it is what it is but i do miss the i miss the untucked lounge i do miss the gold room i do miss the big pink furry box i miss like those types of production things but this is supposed to be the more real portion of it and it is what it is i'm glad to see it back on tv so i don't yeah, have to worry about sucks. going on to youtube you know the next day or whatever however long afterwards and watching it there well i feel like Season 10 overall was successful enough that there is probably going to be a lot of these changes going forward. But I do feel like they need to, if they want the show to continue for another 10 seasons, they need to do something else to reinvent this a bit. I don't see this. They don't need to. Well, 
It would be nice yeah. to see it because I mean, you look right. at some of these shows. It could limp along, but well, you see, America's somebody... Next Top Model was the same thing. I mean, four hundred and twelve seasons. I mean, eventually they brought in like guys into the mix. And... Yes, and every so often I could see them maybe doing a little bit of whatever, and that's what All Stars is giving us is that little different like breaking it up to not be the same thing season 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 but i think that i would love to see changes i'm not trying to say that there shouldn't change it i'm saying that you look at a show like chopped or you look at a show like top chef or you look at these shows that do 15 20 seasons and don't really change their format much that still continue on strong seasons I would like to see them do more and make it fresh and different, whatever that change is. When it's Asia O'Hara's Drag Race. Because <laughs> tell me, you did not, after that butterfly incident, she got eliminated, and she was the only one that got eliminated. You bet your ass she was wishing she had gone back out there and slapped RuPaul. The only oh, way that would have ended well would have been when she said, sashay away. And then Asia goes to the front and then walks back and just slaps RuPaul and leaves the stage. <laughs> I'd have been like, you said I could. I know. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> I'd be like, that that $100,000 check isn't coming to me, so whatever. Oh, uh, So we would love to hear what you think of the season, of the finale, the reunion, any of the things that we've talked about. Any of the speculation for season 11 or All-Stars 4, because I know there's a lot of speculation out there. Um, there are some people that have been speculated to be on season 11 that I am looking forward to if they are actually on the show and which gets me excited. It's always good when I, when I may know somebody on the show and I think that they're an awesome queen that makes me want to watch. So my, my redditing and YouTube speculation videos have gotten me excited for some of the potential Queens for season 11, but let us know, check us out on, all of the social media platforms. You go to flameonshow.com. We have links to all of our social media sites there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, all of those types of things. So comment, send us messages. We love to hear from you guys. And remember, if you are enjoying us or any of the other shows on the Nerdy Show Network, please support us by going to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and supporting the network that way. And if you are subscribing to our podcast on your favorite platform, be sure to leave us a star rating and review and tell your friends about us. Because I just met another person who just started listening uh, to our show recently with our bicentennial episode. Oh, wow. When I was out at the Parliament House last night, um, he cuts BJ's hair. So he is a friend of one of our hosts. His name is Price. Oh, he he, uh, uh, Facebook mentioned us as well. Yes, yes, he did. And I was uh, like, oh, I didn't know you listened. Exactly. That was my exact reaction to it as well. So, what up, Price? I don't know if you're listening to the drag episodes, but if you are, welcome to the podcast listening family. And one last quick reminder for our Orlando-based or Orlando-adjacent fans out there. On July 18th, and it feels even more especially appropriate on a Drag as a New Spandex episode, Parliament House is hosting their annual employee turnabout. And I will be shaving my beard and getting cinched into a waist cincher corset and putting boobies on and hip pads and heels and a lovely coiffed wig and an amazing dress and the nails that I spent most of yesterday painting. I'm still high from the fumes. Oh, if you're not wearing nails, you're not doing drag. So I have 40 nails that I'm just going to wear on my 10 fingers. <laughs> just going to make them super long. Oh, they could be like split off each angle kind of thing? Oh. 
Yep. Snicked. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. Right. Uh, but I will be performing. It is uh, one more time. It is July 18th at 9 p.m. It's a $5 suggested donation at the door. And then bring your money to tip me and the other bitches that are going to get up there who are not drag queens. And maybe one or two of our, our cast that will come up there and do fill-in numbers as well. But all of that money is going to the Joy MCC Food Bank. So it's all for a good cause. And I think that about uh, wraps up Season 10. Oral sends his uh, best wishes to all of our listeners out there. He will be back with us very soon on another episode. But until then, dear listeners, beast! Beast! Turning looks, stunting pretty. I'm the best from New York City. Playing at the parties and I know that I am carrying. I might be an Aquarian, but... I am American, American, American. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 